Hey, this is Welby Pierce. I'm the lead pastor of Hope Rising Church. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope it inspires you, hope it builds your faith, and hope it gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. I hope you enjoy the message. Come on. Come on. Come on, let's give him worship in this place. Come on, let's worship Jesus in this place. I was, this week, this week I've been, uh, I've had a song in my heart. Anybody have a song in your heart sometimes? And uh, it's really simple. And I asked the band, we're going we're gonna to sing it in just a second. You can catch on really quick. But I thought to myself, well, I didn't think to myself, I really felt like it was the Lord. That when I was in my seat over here, I felt like the Lord said, if you never had a battle that you were facing, then you would never have a need for me to prove my faithfulness. If you never had a battle to win, I would never be able to show up and give you the victory because you wouldn't need it. And so I just believe, man, in my heart of hearts, that maybe you're here and you're going through some things. And I love what Chris Chris said earlier, and he's talking about how we worshiped, that the battle was won through worship. And I just want to encourage you this morning that no matter what you've got going on in your life, that, that the victory is already won, that it's, it's his to win. It's not yours. You, maybe you've been trying to do it in your own way or in your own strength. Can I tell you, just, just let go and let God be God. Just let God go and do his own thing because it's his, no matter what you're facing, whether you need a healing, whether you need help in a relationship, whether you need something at work, whatever it is, I just want you to know that the, the victory belongs to Jesus. Oh, oh, the victory belongs to Jesus. The victory belongs to him. That's it, it's really simple, come on. Oh, oh, the victory belongs to Jesus. The victory belongs. Come on, just declare that this morning. Oh, come on, whatever you need this morning. Oh, come on, sing it. The victory belongs to Jesus. Come on, it's His. Oh, it's yours. Oh, yeah, victory belongs to Jesus. Oh, victory belongs to Him. Oh, oh, come on, declare that this morning. Come on, whatever you're going through. Hey, victory belongs to Him. The victory belongs. The victory belongs. Come on, sing it out. Come on, sing it out. Sing it out. Come on, declare that this morning. Come on, we declare victory.
sometimes in our lives in this place man let today be a day where I know we're just getting started but let it be a day that that you would leave this place and it'd be a day you say you know what I met Jesus and that the battle has been won it's not mine to fight I don't need to fight it have you ever had like a have you ever had a somebody mess with your kids you know my kids are like nine and four ever been like a chick-fil-a and your kids playing in the playground you know christian chicken and then the playground and somebody messes with your four-year-old and you're like listen here you little punk i know you're only four but i'm gonna mess you up and uh, anybody ever been like something like don't mess with my kids right i don't care if you're four if you're 14 if you're 40 like like i'm gonna knock you out you know what i'm saying and, and I want you to know it's the same way, same way with the Lord. Like if, if Jesus is Lord of your life, if he's Savior, he says, hey, I got you. I got you. It's okay. I, I know they're messing with you right now, but, he, but he's like, I got you. Like you just, you just focus your attention on me and not what you're going through. Don't, don't enlarge your problem. No, just enlarge and increase your praise and let God do what God does because he can do it better than we can. Amen? Amen. All right, well, why don't you high five three people uh, and let them know that, come on, the victory is his this morning. The victory is his. The victory is Jesus's this morning. <coughs> I hope you came ready to uh, receive what God has for you. Well, hey, I'm Pastor Welby, I'm the lead pastor, and uh, my wife and I, Kristen, we have the awesome privilege getting to, to, to lead this awesome church, and man, we are uh, so thankful that we get to do that, and I, I just want you to know that God, God is doing something in our church. God is doing something in our church, and uh, you know, uh, two weeks ago, we had to pull out uh, an extra row of chairs uh, to, to, to make seating available for people. Uh, last week, my wife and I actually weren't able to be here. We were, um, my brother uh, was getting married, and so we were uh, with family last weekend and, and doing wedding stuff. And so last week, dude, I heard last week was, uh, was they were like, I, mean, I was getting text messages, messages saying, like, Dub, you better come back and bring the heat because uh, Enrique was throwing it down. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I heard it was amazing. We, we brought out two rows of chairs last week uh, to, to make sure people had seats. Um, this week, uh, we went ahead and put extra seating out in anticipation. Chris said, we've planned for you to be here, and that's the truth. We planned for you to be here we, to make a way for God to meet you where you're at in the middle of what you got going on. Is that, is that okay? Amen? And so uh, we just know God is doing uh, some great 
things. Man, 10 people have already given their life to Jesus this year uh, through our church, and we just know the best is yet to come. Man, it's so good, and so uh, we're going to continue in our series called Uncommon Love, uh, not Uncommon Love, That's what, that was the first week, uh, just Uncommon. <laughs> and so Uncommon is our series, and week one we talked about an uncommon love, and, and what it was if we just would love one another, right? I think it would be good if we just learned how to love people, right? Love God and love people. I think that we would have a better world if we just got those things down. And last week Enrique spoke, man, just killer job once again. He spoke on uncommon influence and, and just really talking about, hey, it's all about people. It's all, I love, I love one of the things he says, it's just all about people. That's, when I listened back on the podcast, that was, that was what I, I was like, it's just all about people. All about other people. And so here's the, here's the synopsis, man. If you've missed any, any, uh, any of the week's uh, here, here's, the, here's the handle, all right? If you're, if you're uh, taking notes, I encourage you to take notes on your phone or, or a tablet or if you got paper, it's cool. Let's like, write some of this stuff down today. It's this, great relationships are possible. They are, but they're not probable if you follow the world's way. Great relationships are possible, but not probable if you follow the world's way. You see, if relationships are going to work, we need to have an uncommon approach to relationships, don't we? Don't we? How I many I mean, say relationships are a little broken in this world? I think we, when we look at relationships, I'm not, just talk, I'm not talking about husband and wife or, or boyfriend and girlfriend or, or dating. I'm just talking about how we communicate and how we, how we deal with each other. It's broken. The system is broken. And, and, and so let's read here in, in our, our foundational verse for this whole thing. Hey, Eric, I'm sure you're working on it, but man, I'm getting a lot of hum uh, on, on stage. So if we can try to work that out, that'll help. Romans 12.2 says this. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing what? By the way that you what? That you think, right? Don't copy the behavior and the don't don't act like the world is basically what the scripture is saying. But let God transform you. Let Him change you. You become a new person by what? By the way you think. Did you know that you can actually change the way that you think? Like if you're addicted to something, you can actually change the way that you think. When you're when you're mad, you automatically want to go to this. When you're depressed, you want to go to this. When you're anxious, you want to go to this. You can actually begin to train yourself to think differently and you'll become a new person. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I'll call this the GP2. Good, pleasing, and perfect. Come on, everybody say that. His will is good, it's pleasing, and it's perfect. I'm telling you, God's will, like we all want to know, God, what is my purpose? What is your will for my life? What, what on earth am I here for? What is my real purpose? And I want you to know that whatever it is, it's good, it's pleasing, and it's perfect. That's why we tell you, we, we, we've started to tell people, give us a year of your life. Like seriously, give us a year of your life. Make, make, make hope rising a priority in your life. For, for, for this next year and see God make the difference. 
See what God is, see what God will do in and through your life just by making his house, just by making him important in your life. Now, now I know Sundays we got, we got other things going on, but, but we're going to stop that. We're going to make it a priority that we're going to be in the house of the Lord and see what God does. Amen. 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 I'm not trying to draw attention, but I'm just going to celebrate what God's doing. Can I tell you we're bringing out more chairs right now? Can I tell you we're bringing out more chairs? Come on, I'm telling you, we talked about it a minute ago, but I'm telling you, God is doing some great things. Uh, so, so today we're going to talk about uncommon communication. Uncommon communication. I think this is an area we all could always get better in, huh? Anybody? Like this is something that we could always strive to do better. I, I actually believe not just this week, but I believe this week and the next two weeks are, are critical in how we, how we deal with relationships, how we function in society, how we, how we talk to other people. I, I believe that if, if you're breathing, I believe everybody needs to hear this next couple of weeks in their lives. That, that if you want your relationships to be better, if you want uh, your relationship at work with coworkers to be better, if you want your marriage to be better, if you want to learn how to get your dating relationship on track, like this is, this is crucial. If you want to be a better parent, this, these next few weeks are crucial uh, for us. And so uh, we've lost what it means to look somebody in the eye and just talk to them. We've lost that, haven't we, in America? We'd rather send a text. We'd rather get on social media and criticize people and just completely berate others on social media because we don't have to look them in the eye. Yeah, how many know like some things that other people put on, so I know not you, but other people put on social media that they would never say in front of somebody face to face. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like you say that like in front of my face, like let's go. Like, man, I will take, I will like take my chain off, like make, I mess you up. And so, um, sorry, I get, I get like, you know, if, if you don't know me yet, I, you know, I, you know, let's, let's fight it out. Let's go. So, um, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Eric's ready. Uh, but if you're a Christ follower, I just believe that we should be setting the difference. We should be setting the example in our speech, in our conduct. In fact, if you're here today and you're not a Christ follower, I want to let you know, man, we're so glad you're here. Like, we're, we're so glad. We, we, we set seats out for you. Like, like we, we set up the pipe and drape and the banners and the music was, was ready just simply for you. We're, we're so glad you're here. Maybe you're just check, checking this Jesus thing out. You're not too sure about it. We want you to know this is a place that you can belong before you believe. Man, you just settle in. Man, you just take your time. We're not going to force you uh, to, to, to accept Jesus or this isn't no occult. This ain't not something that's just going to, you know, we're just going to fire hell, fire and brimstone. No, we're here to encourage you. We're, we're here to lift you up. We're here to let you know that there's a better way. And whenever you're ready to receive Jesus, man, that's on you and between you and him. And so we're glad that you're here. But if we're Christ followers, we should be setting the example with our speech and with our conduct. Man, I wonder how many people know that you're a Christ follower by the way you act. Come on, pastor. <laughs> they told me to bring the heat today, so I said, all right. Maybe when other people disagree with you, how do you communicate with them? How do you talk about others when you don't see eye to eye? You see, many people don't like to have the hard conversations. 
Can I say that? Like, like no one really enjoys having hard conversations. It's not always the best um, or, or the most fun moments in life. But a lot of times I find that we'd rather sweep it under the rug and act like it never happened. We're like, man, if we just don't talk about it and we act like we forget about it, it you know, surely what's it, we'll, just keep it un- we'll just keep the dirt under the rug and nobody will ever see it, right? If we don't see it, it's not there type of thing. But the Bible tells us that we're, re- we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. There was some, some counselors or some doctors that, that discovered these four levels of communication. So this isn't my stuff. This is scientific type stuff. Four levels of communication. The first one is surface communication. Sir, if you're writing notes or taking notes, write this down. Surface communication. This is, this is kind of like, hey, how are you doing? Like, what's up? Like, I don't really, I don't really care how your day is, but I'm just going to like, hey, what's up, you know? Like you're from a distance, I'm just gonna give you the head nod. You know, what's up, <laughs> right? Maybe you're driving, you just chunk somebody the deuce, like just real, like, you know, uh, just just super casual. Like, what's up? And then this second level is uh, we would call general information, and you could you could really see this in your home or or in your marriage. This is kind of like, hey, I'm a I'm gonna wake up tomorrow. Maybe you're going over your calendar your calendar with your spouse or or. or Whatever, and you're just like, hey, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow. I'm gonna take my kids, take the kids to school. Um, I'm gonna go work out. Uh, I got a lunch appointment. Uh, I'm gonna come home, work for a few hours. Uh, can you pick up the kids? Like, like that type of stuff. This general information, and, and we're just, we're still staying really surface. Or, you know, we're gonna go to baseball practice or or ballet or gymnastics. Whatever. We're just keeping it real general, right? And but then then when we kind of progress and we've getting we've surface and general information, we get we get into some deep feelings. Deep feelings. This is where I lost like all them fellas. Because <laughs> all the guys are like, you know, you, I, you had me at like surface and general, I was good. But you had to go. The next level, which is deep feelings. Do you know that our feelings aren't always right, but they're real? Our feelings may not always be right, but it's how we feel. You can tell me that they're wrong, but it doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, it's how I feel. And maybe I need to correct them. Maybe I need to fix the way I feel. But in the moment, I still feel a certain way. And can I tell you that we need to have a, a safe place to share our feelings? You need somebody that you're accountable to, that you can share your feelings with. Ladies, you need to find another lady that you can share some feelings with, that you can, that you can talk about whatever's going on. Fellas, you need a guy in your life that can say, hey, bro, Dude, I'm struggling. Would you pray for me? Would you, can, I, can we go to lunch and talk about some things? Like you need, you need some people in your life that you can count on, that you can text or call and say, I, I just need to run some things by you. I need some help. Because what the enemy would like to do is isolate you. Be by yourself. No, I'm, 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 I'm good. Have you ever been there before? I'm good. I got it. Hey, life's good. But you know, on the inside, you're dying. On the inside, you're hurting. And you're like, man, 
if somebody just would reach out and ask. Well, sometimes people don't know. And so it's our job, it's our responsibility to say, hey, I need help. And it's okay to go and get help. So find somebody, find somebody that you could talk to, that you could trust in. And then fourthly, this next level of communication are deep needs. Deep needs and kind of the best way we can describe this is, is really in, in a marriage relationship and, and the best way that it's, it's, it's provided for is when, when you're fulfilling your spouse's needs and they're fulfilling your needs. Can I tell you, find your spouse's love language. Maybe it's not even a spouse. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're at work. Can I tell you that people like discover their personality and what makes them tick and discover their love language? Like what, what gets them going? You know, some people are, are, are kind of um, just, just phlegmatic and they're just like, hey, whatever, I'm cool, whatever we're going to do, like, let's go. Like, you know, some, pe- you know, some people, they'll say, um, hey, where are we going to go eat after church? And they're like, you're like, oh, I don't care. And they're like, oh, okay, cool, let's, let's go to Potbelly. And they're like, ah, well, you know. And they're like, well, let's go, let's go eat, you know, Mexican food because Jesus loves Mexican food. Come on, tacos, somebody. And... And they're like, oh, anywhere but, but Mexican food. I just had it three times this week. And, and you're like, well, why don't you pick, right? <laughs> so, um, but there's, there's people have different ways that they interact and what, what makes them tick. And, and they have, maybe it's acts of service that, that they love people that, that help them get things accomplished. Or, or maybe it's quality time. Like one of my wife's like most favorite things is just having quality time with each other. Can I tell you that that's not mine? Can I tell you, quality time for me is like watching, you know, the Rockets whoop up on Golden State last night. Like, that's, that's quality time for me. But can I tell you, that's not quality time for my wife? Yeah, come on, somebody. Like, like that's, she, just, she don't like that. That's, I mean, she'll, she'll enjoy it, but kind of, she'll like pretend, I don't know. Uh, but, but no, she wants to, let's, let's connect, let's talk, let's, let's, you know, let's, let's just press pause on life for a moment and just... And just listen to me. There's some obvious barriers with communication. There's two researchers that came up with these four barriers that, that really prohibit communication. And uh, in fact, they, they would go on to say that these are the number one reasons for divorce. And these four barriers to communication would be this, withdrawal. Withdrawal. Just Completely stop communicating. Uh, give them the silent treatment. Have you ever given your spouse a silent treatment? No, don't raise your hand. Okay. <laughs> you give them a silent, right? Like, you, you know, you're, you're at home and, and, and you're arguing. And, and maybe you're in an argument. You're fighting in, with each other. And, and you're just like, ugh. Right, we just just like don't talk to me right now. I don't want to see you. I, I don't want to talk to you. And, and it maybe goes on into the into the night. And so you go to bed and you're upset with each other. And 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 you're continuing this silent treatment. And you're like you like don't even touch me. Like right. And, and, and don't even let them put like a heel on you because then you lose. Right, you lose. Like like no, you got to get off me. Right. Silent treatment, withdrawal. Silent treatment. This, this the story about this couple that they were arguing and, and they were giving each other the silent treatment and the next morning the, the husband was was having to get a flight to, to go out of town for business and 
And so, so he didn't want to talk to his wife. So he, so he wrote her a note. He said, hey, honey, in the morning, like right next to her bedside, hey, honey, uh, at 5, at 5 a.m., would you please wake me up so I can catch my flight at 7? And so morning came, and the guy woke up at 9 a.m., and he was like, oh, oh, what's going on? And he looked over to his bedside table, and she had wrote him a note and said, hey, honey, it's 5 a.m., wake up. <laughs> come on, giving him the silent treatment. Like, come on. Can, can I just tell you, fellas, like, we never win at the silent treatment? Like, like the ladies, like they will one up us every time. Okay. Withdrawal. The next would be escalation. Barriers to communication. We escalate things. We yell. We raise our voice. We exercise, especially if maybe if you're a man, we exercise our dominance, right? I'm going to tell you something. Can I tell you the moment? Like you raise your voice, like they check out. Like, they're like, I don't care what you got to say. You be- I don't know who you're talking to, boo, but you better figure it out right now. Because I will cut you, right? <laughs> and so, like, like, yelling at your kids, can I tell you, it, there's a, it's a barrier. Like, they don't hear you. They don't hear what you're saying. They don't process what you're saying. All they know is that you're screaming at them. This is an area that, that I've had to work in all, just all my life, just period. This is something I work on every day, especially the past six months. I've gotten a, I've really put this into practice and I'm not 100% at it. I'm not, in fact, I heard, I heard somebody say one time, they're like, I just decided one day I was not going to yell at my kids. And I was like, well, how's that working out for you? <laughs> and, and he was like, if I'm going to discipline my kids, I'm just going to tell them, I'm very disappointed in you. Go to your room, and I'm going to spank you. And I was like, you know, I really feel like I'm wired that way. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like that's going to work for me. And so uh, Kristen and I were having a conversation one day, and she was like, you probably should work on quit screaming at the kids because it's not good. And um, I know you probably don't. This is my struggle, okay? And, and so I have really worked on not yelling at my kids when I'm frustrated with them or I'm upset with them or I'm mad with them. Literally, I try to be like, listen, go to your room right now. Like I'm coming in with the spoon and I'm gonna love you with the spoon. <laughs> All right? You may not believe in spanking your kids I believe on loving them, right? <laughs> Hands are for loving, spoons are for spanking. Um, if we did do that, that's what I would use. And so uh, they, they say, in fact, when a, when a man's heart rate goes over 100, 100 beats per minute, that, that they actually can't think or reason rationally. I know what some of you ladies are thinking, well, well what's, what happens the rest of the time? <laughs> I get it. I know. Sorry. I, we know. Uh, but escalation, it's a barrier to communicate. Thirdly would be belittling. I can't raise myself, so I'll just lower you. I'll just say some things to hurt you. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just do some digs. I, I, I know how to get you, so I'm going to go ahead and just... <laughs> 
Mm, I'm gonna lay it in right there. Don't make it happen. Like take that. In fact, there was this this couple that they were they were driving in the country, and husband and wife were kind of they were bickering a little bit, and things had kind of gotten heated, whatnot. And so they're driving by this this farm, and there's like there's cows, and there's horses, and pigs, and all types of stuff. And he goes, oh, "Hey, honey, look, 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 familiar family members." And she said, "Yeah, in-laws." Fellas, we never win that battle, okay? I'm just saying, I'm just trying to help you out, all right? And so, and so belittling, we never, we never win. Making ourselves on top and bringing somebody underneath us, it never works. And then this last, this last barrier is, is false belief. Is false belief. This is this is honestly this is where it becomes demonic, and and we're not here to to kind of to uh, really talk about that side of it a whole lot. But this is really where you see Satan, the father of lies, in John chapter eight, where it really comes to life, where where this is really the enemy working on our minds, and we have maybe these vain imaginations, and and we begin to think these things that maybe they're not true, and so we begin to believe the lies that we've been told, or the lies that that we we hear in our minds, and we rehearse them, and we uh, ruminate them, and we continue just to think about them over and over and over again. It's this false belief, and we just, we can't seem to find the truth. And so, we have to practice uncommon communication. Because I would say this is more common in our culture than not. And if we're going to do better, you see what my job is today is, is, is not to, to speak so eloquently that, that, that it sounds good. My job is that you can apply this on Monday when you, wake, when you wake up tomorrow. If you can't apply this stuff, then, then it does us no good, right? And so we're going we're gonna to go to the Word and see what the Word has to say about it. Because here's the deal, the, the Bible was, has not been silent about this. In fact, Jesus himself was not silent about this issue. He says in Matthew 12, he says, let me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Every one of these careless words is going to come back to haunt you. You know, the, the Bible tells us that we will hold, there will be an account for every word that we say. There will be a time of reckoning. That, that word reckoning is actually capitalized. There's going to be a day. There's, there's going to be a day of reckoning. Words are powerful. Take them seriously. Words can be your salvation or words can also be your damnation. I want you to know that our words are powerful, good or bad. I remember when I was probably somewhere around the age of, call it 19 20, somewhere in that range, uh, my dad was home and he was in his office and, and, and I was sitting there just talking to him, just talking, talking about life and talking about the plans that I had and, and, and what kind of the future looked like some. And my dad's been a successful businessman and, and he, he's done well for himself, but he, he's sitting behind this, this desk uh, as an executive of this company and, and he tells me, he says, Welby, he says, he says what, what I do, you can do and you can do it better. Now, what son doesn't want to hear that? I mean, I'm looking at my dad like, my dad's doing all right for himself, like life is good, and, and he sits, sits me down, and he takes time out of his day, and he says, well, I just want you to know that what you do, 
you could do what I do and you could do it better. And you know what I think of? I think of, now look at myself now. Look, I, I'm, I'm leading a church. And can I tell you that I, I believe in all my heart that I can do this with God's help? Can I tell you that, that we're here to make a difference with God's help? Can I tell you that, that I, I'm, I'm way older than 21 now? I know I don't look it, but you know, um, that, that time has been a long time ago, but I still go to it. There was something that he said that day that stuck to my spirit, that spoke to my soul, that I never forgot about it, that my dad said, hey, whatever I do, you can do it. And, and son, you could do it so much better. Can I tell you that, that we've got to start understanding the truth about God's word and what he says about us? Because some of us have had some things that have been told to us or talked about us that have wounded us, that has hit our soul, that has hit our spirit that has set us back and we've got to be people to say I know what they've said I know what's being talked about me but I know what my spiritual father has said I know what my heavenly daddy has said about me and he says that those things aren't true and he says I got a plan and a purpose for you you just got to walk in it I believe in you I believe in you son I believe in you daughter So, of course, I believe I can do this thing. Not because I'm something special, just simply because I had somebody believe in me before I believed in myself. And so sometimes I think when I walk in, the confidence that I walk in, it's because of who God is. And my dad that spoke something in me years before something like this ever happened. Amen? If you're a Bible reader, the very beginning of the Bible, in Genesis chapter one, God created the heavens and the earth. It was empty, it was void, it was dark. And the spirit of the Lord hovered over the earth. And then in verse three, God said, let there be light. Let there be light. You see, God created the world with his words. And with your words, you create the world around you. God created the world with his words. And with your words, you create the world around you. So I don't want to talk the rest of our time together just kind of about issues and and, and, and un, uh, bad communication and all this stuff. I, I really want to help you today. I want to give you the how. Is it okay if I give you some hows? Is it okay if I kind of help you give you the how today? There's this quote that says, the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place. The single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that's taken place. So let's be way more intentional with the words that we're going to say, the actions that we have, I want to give you these seven. If you're writing notes, you can write this down. Seven types of communication that we need to be more intentional with. The first one is this, is praise. Everybody say praise. praise. And now I'm not talking about here about like praising God. And I, I think that that's great. But I'm, I'm talking about here about praising others and, and highlighting the good in people and not the bad. Yeah. Highlighting the good in others and not 
the bad. Can I tell you that most people already know that the bad that they have inside of them? They already know. People need somebody to come alongside of them and lift them up, not tear them down. They need to see the good inside of them. Hey, there's good in you. Come on, man, you're so awesome. It says this in, in Proverbs. It says a word aptly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. In other words, say words that are beautiful and valuable. Beautiful and valuable. Adding value to people. How many love it when people add value to you? Yeah, we always love people that add value to who we are. In fact, one of the ways we, we try to, to add value into who you are and, and what we're doing here at, a church, at the church is, is through growth track. And we talked about it earlier, but, but man, get into growth track. It's, it's four steps. Give me, give me four Sundays for you to get into growth track and, and, and get you through the process and, and just let you know, hey, you know what? God's got a plan for you. That, hey, he's got a purpose for you. We want you to know God. We want to we get you into, into a group and, and start connecting with others and doing life with people and, and, and finding freedom in the context of relationships. We want you to, to discover your purpose and, and the leadership that God's put inside of you. In fact, we, this, this year we are working on, currently we'll probably roll it out in the fall, but we're working on a leadership pipeline for our church. I asked the Lord before we even started this church, we said, God, send us leaders. I didn't ask God to send us people to fill the seats. I said, God, send us leaders. So when the people do come, we'll be able to, to help them. We'll be able to help serve them. And can I tell you, God has sent us leader after leader after leader. We have business owners. We've got, we've got people in management. Man, I'm telling you, leader after leader after leader sits in these chairs right here. And I felt like God said earlier this year, he said, Great, I've sent you leaders. Now what are you doing with them? And I said, that's a really good question, God. Why don't you come back to me in a couple months and I'd love to answer that question. But I can't tell you that we're working on, a, on something for leaders and for leadership because this is what, this is what we're, 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 one of the things we're passionate about doing is raising up sons and daughters in the house. Raising up sons and daughters in the house. Can I tell you there's gonna be a time in this church where, where people are working here full time. Like they get a check from Hope Rising Church. Like Dakota in the, as our, our kids director and takes care of our students. Like he's, got a, he's got a full time job doing something else. Can I tell you there's, there's a time and a day that, that we're gonna be able to start, start employing people. It's gonna be a time and when, when, when Trace as the leader uh, of our, our worship. Don't you think worship's so good? Come on, man. The worship's been off the chain. Does such a good job with the team. But it's gonna be time where we're gonna be an employee. Trace Frankham. <laughs> Come on, I got a witness back there somewhere. Can, can I tell you that we, we are interested in re, um, raising up sons and daughters of the house? That have the heart, that carry the culture. And, and part of the process, part of our way of, of, of doing that is through our growth track. So you can go and make a difference. Not just on a Sunday morning. Oh, it's great on a Sunday morning, but what are you doing when you wake up tomorrow? How are you making a difference tomorrow? That wasn't in my notes, but go with it. It's praise. So secondly, write this down. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. 
What if we had more of a thankful attitude? Like, what if we, I, I just challenge you today. What if you just said, you just told people thank you today? I, I challenge you to say it 10 times today. I just thank you. Come on now, let's go. Come on. Not maybe 10 times in service, but just. <clears throat> like when you go to a restaurant after church and your waiter or waitress is really busy. And they come over and they, they, they fill your drink up and you say, hey, I just want to say thanks for filling my drink up. Man, you're doing such a good job. Maybe they're not doing a good job. Just lie. Could you lie to them? <laughs> I know, I know it's, that's a little, little, little too spiritual for some people, but like, could you just, like maybe you're too holy to do that. I don't know. But just like, just, can you just, just tell them, hey, you're doing a good job. Like, thank, thanks so much for being my waitress today, my waiter. And then, like, give them a good, like, thank you kind of tip, right? Like, don't, don't, like, butter them up and say, thanks, you're doing a great job. And then, like, not give them some extra. Like, make it count. Make them go, oh, man, it's amazing. Dude, I must have really done a good job. It's amazing. Like, tell, tell people, walk around today. Just tell people, man, I just, I thank you so much for what you're doing. I appreciate you. Proverbs 18 says, the tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. He who finds, it's funny, it says this part of this verse. He who finds a wife, mm-hmm, finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. Come on, if you're married, you just need to lean over to your wife, to your spouse, say, I found a good thing, yeah, come on. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I get carried away. Can I tell you, just, just, just take a second and, and, and tell, like not today, but like tomorrow or Tuesday or Wednesday, and just take a moment and send a text to your spouse and say, man, I just appreciate you. You're so good. Thank you so much for being awesome. Man, I, I like to feel awesome. I don't always feel awesome, but it's always good when my wife encourages me. Hey, good job. I love you. Keep it up. Make it happen. Thirdly is affection. Affection. Learn to tell people that you love them. I think sometimes we are afraid to tell people that we love them because we don't want to get hurt. Can I tell you, get over that. I know it comes across harsh, sorry. Um, let me say it like this. Could you please get over that? <laughs> Learn to tell people that you love them. Like, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Like, you don't have to always be mushy. Like, if it's like two homies, like, bro it up, you know? Like, what's up? Love ya, right? But, like, just learn to tell people that you love them. People need to know that they're loved. Jeremiah 31. Three says, I have loved you. You're like, well, why, why do we need to tell people that I love them? Because God loves you. It says, I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love. With unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. Can I tell you something? Can I, I've been waiting for this moment today. Can I tell you that I love you? 
not just me, my, just, I'm going to speak for my wife as well. We love you. Because it was a, a year and a half or two ago that, that this was just a dream. And we didn't know what it would look like, feel like. We didn't even know if we'd like you. But can I tell you that this past week we were gone and like we felt what God was doing here and we weren't even here. I woke up Sunday morning, I texted Enrique, and I said, man, I'm praying for you. I'm believing that today's going to be a great day. He's like, do you need, like, like, you need me to do anything? I said, man, you just, just bring you and Jesus. Just give him Jesus today, baby. Give him Jesus. Like I tell you that, man, I got text after text and there was post after post and Man, can I just tell you that we're so thankful for you. We're thankful for what God's doing inside of you. Can I tell you that, that we think about you every day, all day? Like how, to, how, 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 do we, how can we make your life better? How can, how, can we, how can we get God to do something in your life better? I know we can't make God do something, but, but how can we position ourselves in a way that, that you're fulfilling your purpose and you're, you're discovering out who you are and, and that, that, that God's got a plan for you? Like how do we discover that? How do we make that happen? How do we get you to your next steps with Jesus? Can I tell you that we're always thinking about you? We're staying up late. We're waking up early. We're making it We're trying to make it happen. I want you to know we love you and we appreciate you and you're awesome. Turn to somebody next to you and say, I'm awesome. Yeah, you're awesome. We love you so much. Thank you so much. We're glad that you're here. It's fun doing life with other people, isn't it? Isn't it? Man. Encouragement. Ephesians 4, 29. So do not let any, any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Mm. That what I say benefits other people. Encouragement. If you've got kids, man, encourage your kids. Man, I, I encourage, I, I get to take Bria to school a lot and Man, I, I, I encourage her. Hey, you're a leader today. You're a leader. Now be a leader. Go make a difference. Like you need to start telling your kids, hey, you're a leader. You're not a follower. No, you're a leader. I don't feel like it. I know you don't feel like it today, but you're a leader. I tell Corbin, my four-year-old, when I get to take him to Mother's Day, out, I'm like, you're a leader, son. I'm like, what do, what do leaders do? He's like, I'm a line leader. <laughs> oh, it's part of it, baby. You're number one. Come on. He's like, I brought the share back, Dad. I'm the line leader today. I said, you're a leader. I'm like, what do leaders do? He doesn't always get it right, but he says, make a difference. I said, that's right, son. You're making a difference. You go make a difference in your class today. You go make a difference in how you can today. Encourage your kids. Next is kindness. Create an environment that is safe. Creating environments that are safe and safe around you so, so people know that, that, that you're a safe place. You're safe around me. In fact, for Proverbs 15.1 says, a, a, gentle, <coughs> <excuse me. coughs> a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And we could use a lot, of, a lot more kindness in our world. 
What would our world look like if we just were kind to one another? We're getting moving. We've got two more here. Truth and love. Write that down. Truth. We need to speak the truth in love. How do you tell? How do you tell someone something you don't like? <clears throat> how do you confront issues with other people? You do it in love. You do it in love. It's okay, listen, it's okay to say what is wrong, but it's not okay to enforce what is wrong. I mean this, you can't change people. Let the Holy Spirit do that. I should have got a better, come on somebody on that one, and I don't know. You can't, you can't change people. You can address behavior, you, you can address issues, yeah. But we do it in love. We do it in love and, and we ask the Holy Spirit to do the work. In fact, that's one of the things we, we have we, we've a staple from day one. We're like, Lord, we're gonna love anybody that you bring into this place and we're not gonna try and change them. We're gonna let you change them. Because if I try to change you, it's only gonna work for a moment. You're gonna change your behavior maybe just around me. I don't need you to change your behavior around me. I'm just like you, just a person. I just need the Holy Spirit to do the work because that's when it's real, that's when it's true, that's when he really does something. We will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. John 1.14 is not up on the screen, but it says Jesus was full of truth and grace. Truth and grace. Can I tell you, truth without grace is mean? <laughs> truth without grace is just mean. Can I tell you that grace without truth is meaningless? Grace without truth is meaningless. But truth and grace is medicine for the soul. When you can tell me truth, but also let me know that you love me, I can receive that a whole lot more. And can I tell you, God can do a quicker work inside of you or me when I've been given truth and grace? Lastly, it's prayer. You can write that down, prayer. <coughs> you might be in the middle of a conversation and say, let's just, let's just pray. I, I, I've been trying to practice this more and more and more. I'll be on the phone with somebody and they'll say, hey, would you pray for me? I'm going into an interview. I'm going into a job. I'm going, I, I, I've got this going on. And, and our, our natural uh, uh, instinct is to say, hey, I got you. I'll be praying for you. Have you ever said that? And, you, and then you go off and you never pray for him? Come on, I have. I think we've all done that. Like not on purpose. You just say, kind of go about your day and you forget and whatever. And so, and so I don't forget. I'll say, hey, can I just pray for you right now? I may pray for you later, but can I just pray for you right now in the middle of, of the conversation? Let's just stop. And let's, 
pray. I love what it says in Psalm 16. It says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure. And I just believe this. If we do these things, we will create a world that we want to live in. If we do these things, we will create a world in which we would love to live in. And with your heads bowed and eyes closed, I wanna, I wanna pray for you this morning. I really felt like today, as I was planning this week and seeking the Lord, I wanted to pray for healing for some of you that, <clears throat> that you've had some words spoken over you or some things told about you or things that you've heard that have wounded you, that have set you back, that have hurt you, that has kept you from believing who God says you are. I'm not going to ask you to come down, but I, I do want you to raise your hand. You say, would you pray for me, Pastor Welby? I, I, come on, yeah, who else? Who else, yeah. Come on, words that have, have hurt you. Come on, that, that healing would take place, yeah. That healing would flow all across this place, yeah. Who else? Hands all across this place are raising. Who else in this place? You say, would you pray for me? Yeah. I see your hand, yeah. Healing. That no longer would they, would they keep me back. No longer would, would it harm me. No longer would it be something that I hold on to. But that I can leave this place knowing today that I have met Jesus and that he has touched my heart and, and he has spoken deeply to my soul. And even though some things maybe have been spoken to me, maybe by somebody that was important, maybe it was a mom or a dad or, or maybe it was a coworker, maybe it was something that hurt us so bad that we've been set back for years. But let it be known today that we're gonna let that aside. We're gonna give it to Jesus and let, let everybody know that the victory is his. The victory is Jesus's this morning. We don't have to hang on to it any longer. And so God, I pray for those this morning that, that the struggle has been real. That there's been some things spoken over them or, or spoken to them or about them that has wounded them, that has hurt them, that has kept them from fulfilling their purpose and, and who you've called them to be. Maybe it's caused insecurities in them. Look, we speak to that in the name of Jesus, that those things that would, that, that would hinder us and keep us back, God, I pray that they would be broken in the name of Jesus. No longer having control over our thoughts or our actions. But God, today I would, I ask you that the words that you've spoken over us and what your word says, that those would begin to fill our hearts and our lives today. Healing in Jesus' name. And God, we forgive those that maybe have hurt us and wounded us with their words. We forgive them.
We release them to you, Jesus. Thank you for joining us in the Hope Rising podcast. Visit us online at hoperising.co. If you're in the Cypress, Texas area, we would love to connect with you on Sundays, 10 a.m. at Spillane Middle School. Thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful week.